Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, artist, creator, futurist, and tech optimist. And I'm back again today, bringing you the news, some career advice, and let you know what I'm geeked out about today. So before I get into the news, which there's a lot of news going on today, go ahead and click subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, click follow. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, you get it. Support the podcast by subscribing, liking, following, and most importantly, sharing this content because I guarantee you there's someone in your life who would be helped out by getting up to speed daily with what's going on in tech and, you know, what what they need to be thinking about for their career. So uh, definitely go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, share. I'm on TikTok at addition pod, Twitter at addition pod, Instagram at addition with Addy. I have a Substack, additionpod.substack.com. That way you can get all the shows into your email inbox. And obviously I'm on YouTube as well, addition with Addy Adewusi. So I appreciate all your support. The show is free. I'm happy to do this for free. All I ask in return is for you to engage and support and subscribe. All right, so there is a lot of news today. Let's see if I can run through this. Oh wait, first the markets. So let's start with crypto. Bitcoin is down 7.5% in the last seven days. It's hovering around 40K. Ethereum is down 5.5% in the last seven days, um, hovering around 3K. I will be talking more about Ethereum later in this episode, um, but for now, Crypto markets, they're not doing great, not this week, but we'll see what they do next week. S&P 500 is pretty much flat. It's down about 0.6% on the week. And NASDAQ is, in the past five days, it's down about 1.3% this week. Um, I'm not going to go into why the markets are down. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, just just a update on what the markets are doing. All right. So hot topic in tech. Okay. So I talked about Elon Musk buying a 9.2% stake in Twitter in a previous episode. The saga continues. So he was offered a seat on the board. He declined the seat on the board. Now Elon wants to buy Twitter outright um, for a 43 billion for $43 billion. He said, you know, 9.2 shares isn't enough. I want 100% of the shares. So the offer that he's giving is, um, it's, it's, competi- it's a competitive offer. It's what Twitter price was before he started buying shares in Twitter. It's unclear whether Twitter is going to accept this offer, especially because Elon Musk shared that he does not have faith in Twitter's management. As you know, as you may know, Jack Dorsey 
was the CEO of Twitter before the current CEO, um, Parag. And Parag has been the CEO of Twitter maybe for a few months now. So to have the richest man in the world say he's not confident in your leadership is a huge dig, a huge slap in the face. So we'll see what happens here. This is going to be a developing story. Um, it is interesting that people are surprised that Elon wants to buy Twitter outright. Um, he's incredibly wealthy and he he can do this. It seems like a bizarre offer. If I had Elon Musk's money, I wouldn't be buying Twitter, but I'm sure there are other companies that I would want to buy. I think people are just worried, especially Twitter employees, that someone like Elon, um, who's all about free speech and you know gives off libertarian vibes, uh, what that's going to do to the culture of the company. Um, is he going to bring back Donald Trump? Who knows? But I will definitely be keeping you all up to date on this story because it is it only gets more and more interesting as days go by. Okay, also Twitter related. So back when NFT, everyone was talking about NFTs last year, uh, Jack Dorsey had sold the very first ever tweet um, and it sold for, it sold for $2.9 million. Now the person who bought Jack's NFT for $2.9 million is trying to resell it for $48 million. Guess what? He, there was a top bid of a few thousand dollars. So I want to I'm sharing this story as a warning to you all. Um, I know in my first episode, I said I would buy a board ape over a house. I still stand by that statement because if I'm in a position to buy a board ape, one, I could probably afford a house and I can definitely afford rent. So, um, but that being said, some t- tweets that have no function that are just collectibles, you have to find someone else who appreciates that NFT as much as you do. So just because you bought something for a million dollars doesn't mean that there's someone else in the world who wants to buy it for more than a million dollars. And that's what's happening with this guy. It looks like the last offer that he got was a few thousand dollars. And and before, uh, when I first read about this yesterday, the offer was $280. That was the highest bid. So please don't put your whole life savings in NFTs. Make sure, make sure you one, have an audience to sell your NFT to, and two, that you know for sure that someone else is going to also buy this. I'm thinking it may be in people's best interest to pool money together to buy NFTs. And there are DAOs that do that, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations, because when you pool your money together to buy an NFT, you know for a fact that there are other people who also value this NFT. So you automatically have a group of potential sellers that you could um, sell your share to. But of course, NFTs are all about flexing. People don't want to share their NFT. And I mean, for this guy to buy three million suspend three million dollars on a tweet. I think he's fine. So I'm not too worried about this guy. 
Okay, next, the Ethereum merge is delayed. Uh, so if you don't know about the Ethereum merge, right now, Ethereum is operating on a proof of work um, consensus. So basically, in order for someone to validate a transaction, a computer or a machine needs to run a whole bunch of, um, basically expend a whole bunch of energy doing a, a whole bunch of number crunching in order to validate that. And that is what is called proof of work. Proof of stake is where transactions will be validated based on how much by people putting up Ethereum and staking their ETH and saying, I'm putting my money down uh, to validate this transaction. So the pros of this merge, the pros of the conversion from proof of work to proof of stake is that uh, it will consume a lot less energy and Ethereum will be much more efficient. So people have been waiting for years for this merge. Um, rumors were going around that it was going to happen in June. It's uh, now the merge has been pushed to Q3 of and it didn't even specifically say Q3 of 2022. So I'm a product manager. I work with engineers. When people give me estimates for dates of when something will be delivered, I take it with a huge grain of salt. So I'm not surprised at all that you know a project this massive is going to be delayed a few months. But some people are using this as a reason to spread fear, uncertainty, and doubt or FUD over Ethereum. I don't doubt Ethereum. I know the merge will happen at some point. I'm not pressed as to when it's going to happen, but I also don't have my Ethereum staked. So um, if you are thinking about staking your Ethereum, make sure you don't plan on using that money at all because one, you have no idea when the merge is going to happen. And two, you're still not going to be able to sell your Ethereum after the merge if it's staked. So stake wisely. And that's that's my message for this. Okay, so last but not least, a little um, tech giant drama. Apple calls out Facebook for their 47.5% fee. As I mentioned in the last episode, Facebook had been very critical of Apple's 30% App Store fee. And now they're putting out um, a 47.5% fee on their digital assets. So Apple specifically calls it out as being hypocritical. I have the link in the show notes. You can read more there. It's always fun when giant companies um, pick on each other. Uh, there, it reminds it reminds us that uh, companies are people too, and they are petty. So the career segment for today is to be mindful of who you take career advice from. We should only be asking career advice from people who either have a job title that we want, a salary that we want, achieved an award that we're seeking to gain, um, you know, working for a company that we want to work for. What happens is um, sometimes people take career advice from maybe their coworkers, but if you don't want their job, then why are you taking career advice from them? Maybe they have a certain level that you want to achieve in your career. And that makes sense. But if someone is, doesn't have anything going on in their career that you are aspiring to, I would respectfully ignore their career advice. 
and focus on finding people who actually have the career that you want and getting advice directly from them. So of course that mean, that means that you have to know what your um, ideal career is, but um, that's what I, I just want to focus on here. It's like, go to the conferences that you actually want to attend. Like, so you're going to meet people that you actually want to talk to. I feel like we go through the motions sometimes and we're like, oh, well, any opportunity is a good opportunity. I'm going to go to this networking event. I'm going to talk to this woman. I'm going to talk to that person um, because they, they're accomplished, but they are not aligned at all to our goals whatsoever. So that's my reminder. Um, just be mindful of who you take career advice from and be mindful of who you ask career advice um, of. All right, so what am I geeked out about this week? Really quick, um, the season finale of We Crashed is tomorrow. I've now watched the season finale of The Dropout and Super Pumped. We Crashed is the last one in this whole tech founder drama TV genre, and I'm really excited to watch it. All right, well, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share. I will see you tomorrow.